Hi, I'm Jillian Conco. I'm one of the hosts of the Ouds Play On podcast. And in this episode, we're taking a look at Love Song Productions' Wednesday Death Meditation. So this exciting new play, written and directed by Shaw Worth, is taking place as part of a Love Song Productions' double bill in fourth week. It's a great week for Oxford Theatre. So stay tuned for the rest of this episode. You'll hear a little bit about the rehearsal process. Hear some things from the cast and crew about this incredibly exciting new play. Um, So Wednesday Death Meditation, contrary to the title, does take place on more days than Wednesday. It's on Tuesday through Saturday. So make sure you come and see it and stay tuned for more. Thank you guys for coming to interview with the podcast. Could you, both of you, introduce yourself really quickly? Yeah, I'm sure I am the writer and director of Wednesday Death Meditation. I'm a first year at Maudlin doing English. Uh, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Sandra um, in Shaw's wonderful play. Um, and I am doing English. I'm second year at Lady Margaret Hall. Thank you. So I don't know if you can get from the title, but Wednesday Death Meditation is a play centered around yoga. A lot of it is set in a yoga class. So Shaw, do you, I know you have a lot of history with yoga. So can you speak a little bit about what that journey was like for you? Is that what inspired you to write this play? Yeah. I mean, I um, started doing yoga very seriously with, it felt like half of the global population in <laughs> lockdown. But then as obviously people sort of started going back to work and, you know, the class size really dropped off, you started to ha- having to pay again, which was also a big detractor. But what kind of emerged through that was there was a group of people who were really interested in it and what yoga means kind of beyond your daily exercise while you're not allowed to go outside. Um, and what I ended up finding was this kind of really beautiful community of of people who are united around this practice, around keeping it alive and keeping it kind of as faithful as possible to its background, the ancient Indian tradition that it comes from. So, and also the way that young people talk is just very silly and I thought it would lend itself well to a play. (laughs) Right. Fantastic. And also all all this stuff that Shaw is talking about has made its way into the play and it is absolutely hilarious. So you should definitely come and see it. Rosie, you play a yoga teacher in this play. Do you have a history of yoga? And if not, what's this process looking like for you? Um, Well, I mean, I actually did like a couple of yoga with Adrian. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, for context, sure, and the yoga community in North. Yoga with Adrian and I are sworn enemies. She doesn't know <laughs> it yet. <but laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, no, so I, I mean, like, I did a bit at school and stuff, but I'm not, like, a pro at all. So I'm actually really lucky because I don't actually have to do that much yoga in it. So Sean's just like, oh, Rosie, yeah, just walk around now. So I embrace that. Um, yeah. All right. So Rosie actually has the most fantastic yoga teacher voice I've ever heard. So you should absolutely come and hear that. (laughs) And if you're like interested, what might it be like to take a yoga class? Just come along and listen. This is exactly what it will be. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you'll basically be taking a yoga class without having to like actually do physical exercise, which, you know, is a win-win. Well, yeah. And as we've been saying, you know, the real yoga is in your spirit, not so much on the mat. So you can, as an audience member, you'll be participating with us. Okay. (laughs) So, so come for a spiritual experience then. <laughs> Is it your studio? It's my tradition, not yours. I mean, he kind of. Has. I know. I know. Uh, it's just we are sitting. So sit. Listen. It's extremely simple. At one time in the province of Lab, 
a great soul was born who was Magic Labyrinth, the singular mother torch of Lab. Before she was born, a wrathful sky deity appeared to her mother in a dream and cut out her heart with a crescent knife, saying, by this I remove ignorance. She took her heart and placed it in a skull cup where it turned into a pure white conch. The god blew it and the syllable, ah, rang out all over the world. By the time she was four, she was reciting the 8,000 verses on the perfection of wisdom. By the time she was nine, she was a lay chaplain in the monastery. The signs were auspicious and the omens were favourable. When the time came for her to teach, there were rainbows and glowing lights in the sky, and when she first opened her mouth at the lecture, 10,000 blessings and signs emerged from her jaw. But demons, first in disguise as priests, drove magic from the city of Lab. First, she slept on the charnel grounds and meditated on death. So, Shaw, you wrote this play. I did. This, can you speak a little bit on the experience of writing an original play? I mean, what were some challenges? Do you have any advice for aspiring writers? I know that process is really daunting for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think for this one as well, it was very difficult where I, throughout the writing process, I knew that I was very interested in the language and what I was talking about before, but I was also like, is this a play? Does it have a story? And it turns out you don't need one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think specifically the thing is, going in for me with a really fixed idea of characters and I just had the setting. And as soon as you have, I think one of those elements of setting or a particular voice that you're interested in exploring or perhaps a vocabulary, then a play or a narrative or whatever you want can come out of that. And I, I had written, I was gonna take a play up to the fringe in 2020, which was set in a supermarket, sort of, you know, the yoga class of the sixties. But um, <laughs> I think I, I, there's no, there's nothing stopping you. All you need is a word document and then just to like, pester people on Facebook groups and I'm still shocked that this is happening in a theater where people can buy tickets so <laughs> <laughs> and it should be it is so good so a few people have mentioned that your writing reminds them of Annie Baker mm. is that an inspiration for you Definitely. I think Annie Baker Annie Baker so for anyone who is unaware of Annie Baker um, Annie Baker is a contemporary American playwright who is incredibly distinguished for despite the fact that she's like 35 yeah. uh, she's won the Pulitzer for drama the National Theater in 2019 put on uh, a new play for us the Antipodes other mm -hmm. ones that she's famous for include John body awareness um, I think what is so good about her writing is it is contemporary social realism, but, and it sounds like, like on the page you read it and it's full of these uhs and ums and likes and improper, horrible sentences. There's not a lot of dramatic pronouncement, but there is this real kind of, she's a fan of the pointless anecdote, which I also am. <laughs> and I think that her kind of vision of what drama could be that again, I keep coming back to the idea that it doesn't need a story, but like that I think is, it's a major inspiration for me. And also allowing people, John is set in an old, an abandoned movie theater. Like you, it doesn't have to be Hedda Gabler. It doesn't have to be an unhappy couple, although there is one in this play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plays can be about anything. I guess <laughs> you know that's that's the uh, that's the spirit. Um, so, but you're also going through. <laughs> you're making me laugh. So you're also going through this play as a director. Yeah. You're directing a play that you have written. Yeah. So, do you think that changes the process for you? Well, I mean, I'm I'm uncomfortable directing in a lot of ways <laughs> because for, I'm not like I, I, I am loath to claim the title of theater kid. That really wasn't my experience in school, and I feel like I've been so well supported by the cast. I just 
I've written a lot of yoga poses into the play and I'd quite like someone who knows what they are to help people get them happening. I also thought of it very visually so that what we've been doing with the arrangement of the mats on the stage were very much a part of the writing process. So that's why I, I hope that as a product, I'm really more like a, 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 a product. I'm more sort of director in name and it's more of a collaborative thing because it's not that that's not really what I was thinking of. It's been good, though. <laughs> it's nice that people listen to me when I tell them to do things. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Rosie, you're the one in the rehearsal room. Um, and like Shaw's been talking about, there are a lot of yoga poses. There's a lot of yoga. It's a very physical show. Um, so what's that process like as an actor? I mean, coming in yoga clothes every time <laughs> just adds like five minutes to my day so thanks sure <laughs> and also lugging a yoga mat from lmh is also not very forgiving yeah if but... you see somebody walking down high street with a yoga mat chances are they're involved with this show <laughs> yeah, yeah. but no it's, i mean i don't as i said i don't have to actually do that much yoga in it but um i mean it's it's fun because it's not just like okay say the lines you kind of a bit more like involved and it does like in some weird ways it does feel like a yoga class when we're rehearsing mm. um i mean and then I, i'm just basically shaw's voice just like, <laughs> 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 um, yeah yeah no and you know after every show we'll, we'll have strong notes about fixing their ankles but like <laughs> I, I, I think um yeah, in a way, I was writing it. I was like, am I writing a dance piece? Is this really what this is about? Who knows? Um, but I hope that what we'll get is that the movement and the yoga speaks for itself and that it is kind of like a seventh voice in the play um, as the characters progress through the sort of physical sequences that they're being told to do. How can that reflect whatever they're processing? Because it's, I feel like, pretty oblique in the script. <laughs> Well, this has all sounded incredibly fantastic. If you are not convinced to come see this, I don't really know what you've been listening to. Um, but for the two of you, just one last question. Yeah. What is your favorite yoga pose? Oh, that's a stunning question. Um, <laughs> I know it's really original. I, I know mine because, I mean, you're probably going through like a catalog in your head. <laughs> three, other than child's pose. So my, my favorite is cat pulling its tail oh i remember yes. like when i um first read the script and Shaw like sent us a list of the ones we have to learn um and i, I did it i was like wow uh, maybe i should do yoga it's so soothing so that that is i feel like Shaw was basically just recruiting us to try and get like a following for yoga yeah Shaw is the new yoga with adrian there is no <laughs> yoga sock at oxford actually and you know if anyone listening is inspired like i would come okay like and there are people who would come we're waiting for you so qualified teachers please put something out there we want to go um i think my favorite pose it depends really where your kind of heart is at. Like if it's, you know, it's been 45 minutes of class and you're ready and maybe your teacher's like, let's take Pinchamayarasana, AKA peacock feather pose, which is standing on your forearms alone and just kicking up and balancing. And sometimes, I know that sounds like a nightmare, but it's really freeing because you are the peacock feather in the wind. Other times, I gotta go for corpse pose in a play about death. <laughs> 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 okay, so those are three fantastic options to try out. Um, cat pulling its tail, peacock feather pose, and... Please be careful about doing that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe try that one against the wall. And then corpse pose, which I think is one anyone can do. Yeah, you do it when you're asleep. Yeah, so um, maybe that's a good one to try. <laughs> All right.
right. So thank you both so much thank for being you. on this interview. And um, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the ALDS podcast, hosted by Jillian Conco. Our editors are Hannah Gallardo-Parsons. The podcast is produced by Charlotte Baxendale, Noah Wilde, and Lizzie Carr. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do get in touch at oudspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Oudspodcast. And don't forget to subscribe.